0: Welcome to The Proper Lookout Podcast. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Welcome back to another episode of The Proper Lookout Podcast. It's Julia and Racer again from the statutory insurance team. Thanks, Julia. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back. So, Raisa, do you want to tell us what changes to the Motor Accident Workers' Compensation Amendment Act 2022 we're going to discuss today?
1: Sure. Today, we'll be discussing the amendments made to statutory benefits payable by an insurer and how the application of the no-fault provisions under the Motor Accident Injuries Act 2017 or MIA take effect from 16th of June 2022.
0: Sounds interesting. Do tell us more. Let's start with the changes to the statutory benefits.
1: We all know that under Section 3.2 of Maya, statutory benefits are payable by the relevant insurer. This still remains the same. What has changed now is the definition of a relevant insurer in the context of an accident caused by an at-fault motor vehicle. Section 3.2, subsection 2 of Maya, has been amended to now define the relevant insurer of an at-fault vehicle as being the one who provides cover to the vehicle that caused death or injury. Previously, The relevant insurer under Section 3.2 was confined to the insurer providing cover to the owner or driver of the vehicle at
0: fault. But what happens if there is more than one vehicle involved?
1: Good question, Julia. The amendments also now clarify that if more than one vehicle caused the death or injury, then the relevant insurer is the one that provides cover for the motor vehicle, which caused or contributed most to the accident.
0: Great, but... Well, how about in situations where the insurer of an outfall vehicle is not a licensed insurer? What happens then? Well,
1: Julia, previously by default under Section 3.2, subsection 6 of Maya, in these scenarios, statutory benefits were payable by the nominal defendant. However, now this section has been expanded under the amendments to allow for CIRA to give written approval for non-licensed insurers to enter into agreements with licensed insurers with respect to the payment of statutory benefits. Notwithstanding this, if a non-licensed insurer does not, in their policy, insure against the liability to pay statutory benefits, then the nominal defendant remains the relevant insurer for the purposes of the statutory benefits claim.
0: Interesting. So this is definitely a significant change from the default position that we're used to.
1: It definitely is. It will be interesting to see how these agreements play out and how they'll be interpreted and enforced by CIRA?
0: For sure. So what other changes have been made under the Amendment Act, Racer?
1: Other changes that have been made relate to the no-default provisions under Part 5 of Maya. The amendment has now removed all references to statutory benefits under these provisions in Part 5. This means that these provisions now only apply to a claim for damages, when previously under Maya it applied to both the statutory benefits and damages claim.
0: Right, so what is the impact of that? sounds complicated. It is when you first look at it, but it
1: makes sense when you dig deeper. Okay. So let's start with the common law damages. There is no change there. An injured person is entitled to damages if they can prove fault by an owner or driver in the use and operation of a motor vehicle, or if they can prove that their injury was caused by an incident, which meets the definition of a no-fault accident. The same nuances continue to arise from single-vehicle accidents, but that's a discussion for another day. Great, that makes sense.
0: What about statutory benefits?
1: Okay, so as I said, the word statutory benefits have been removed from the whole of Part 5. That's the part of the Act which deals with no-fault accidents. The result is that none of Part 5 applies to the statutory benefits regime.
0: Okay, so what's the consequence in practical terms?
1: This is the important part. Every person injured in a motor accident in New South Wales is entitled to statutory benefits for 26 weeks, unless they were guilty of a serious driving offence, they have a worker's compensation right, or they are the at-fault driver of an, or an uninsured vehicle. Right. Leaving aside questions of minor injury, an injured person's statutory benefits will be terminated at 26 weeks if they are wholly or mostly at fault but the onus is on the insurer to prove that. Given that the no-fault provisions in Part 5 no longer apply to statutory benefits claims, the insurer can only rely upon actual fault to terminate the injured person's benefits at 26 weeks. The insurer can't rely upon deemed to fault.
0: Wow. Okay, interesting. Can you give a practical example to help our listeners? Yes. Assume a single-vehicle
1: accident where the driver hits a kangaroo on a country road. The driver may have difficulty in their common law claim. There's nobody else at fault and they can't see themselves. But they've been injured in a motor vehicle accident in New South Wales, so the driver is entitled to statutory benefits.
0: And that's for the first 26 weeks, right? What about after 26 weeks?
1: Well, remember how I said that the insurer can only rely upon actual fault to terminate benefits at 26 weeks? If the evidence is that the driver had no chance to avoid the kangaroo, it's arguable that they are not guilty of any fault on their own part, and that they will be entitled to ongoing benefits. Because they're not
0: wholly or mostly at fault?
1: Yes, and because they can't be deemed to be at fault, because Part 5 has no application to statutory benefit claims.
0: Right. Thanks for that, Racer. That was very interesting and insightful. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. Please let us know if you have any questions or queries. We would love to hear from you. See you next time in another episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it.